We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fires downfield to Jamar Chase. He's got it. Wow. Takes it all the way. DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown. Pass is caught. Touchdown. What we are looking out for at the NFL Combine. That's what we're talking about today on Rotoviz Overtime. We are recording this one on a Wednesday. We usually have Road of his OT out a little bit earlier, but unfortunately this week, Sean Siegel, a little bit, uh, not, not at, I guess, combine participation levels uh, <laughs> at this moment, uh, a bit of a back pain. So we are uh, joined by the wonderful Blair Andrews. We're going to talk through some of his thoughts on the, the combine, some of the players he is potentially looking out to see what happens with them. And Blair is going to join us as well for the second show this week. We are still spitballing some ideas as to what the topic will be but it feels like a state of the baseball landscape maybe the direction that we head on for that later in the week episode but looking forward to jumping into this today Blair as we sit here how are you ahead of the combine is the combine something that you get excited about I feel like you know my more earlier years like you know following the NFL these things like got you really really hyped but then as yeah. you go through enough cycles of it over and over again, the same with free agency, I think you kind of just kind of becomes part of the calendar. How, how are you set up <laughs> here for the combine? I think I'm always pretty excited for the combine when it comes around and it helps that it only takes up a few days, right? I mean, the, the analysis afterwards obviously goes on forever, but um, at least in terms of actually kind of having to follow the news, you're only doing that a couple of days. I mean, what's interesting is that kind of, as we've gotten more data and more sophisticated about the combine drills and what matters, you come to realize that a lot of a lot of what happens at the combine doesn't matter as much as we hope, or at least it's easy to double count things that you see at the combine and uh, kind of give them too much weight. So from that perspective, you know, we probably ought to be a little less excited about it than we are, but it's always fun to see these guys uh, actually run and stuff so i can't help I, it i i think a part that you mentioned there and i was going to ask this next is like you know the combine itself and the drills and you know people have become much more aware of what traits rather than just being fast being fast helps but obviously there's players in the nfl who aren't at that extreme top end speed you know not everyone can be tyree kill but there's still a lot <laughs> of time you know very impressive players every week in the nfl but the combine itself what we're seeing more and more is you know people realizing uh, similar with some of the college bowl games that setting out these games 
maybe is the best decision for your career and the same with some of these tests at the combine so you're hearing this week such and such isn't going to throw or such and such is going to throw and for one person it's going to be well the person throwing you know is more confident they're you know they're the player you want on your team and the other guys you know i don't know what you want to call them lazy not confident or coward, <laughs> whatever way you want to spend it but the reality of these things is a lot of the stuff that you do at the combine if you are a top end prospect unless it goes as people expect it is likely to affect your draft status or you know where you might go um if you're you know a lower rank player obviously it can help you if you have a good 40 it can help you ascend up but when you're at the higher end a lot of it is just going to affect you so we're seeing people hold off to the pro days and so on we've seen around this time last year obviously with cj stroud and you know some of the not actual athletic testing but some of the kind of tests from some of the off the field stuff that that he had there and that really affected people's perception of him going into it and basically this year people have decided that you know we, we can just avoid some of those tests so how important is a lot of this stuff in terms of the actual metrics i know we're going to put a lot of it into some of the the tools on the site is it for you very specific to the ones that you're going to look at and then i, I think for the nfl teams obviously you want to gather basically a a standard i guess so you can compare all the players against each other in all the same tests and say this player is better at this than this that is i think where the teams are getting the edge but the other part is that they're getting the conversations and you know the interviews and so right. on that they can right. tell if they like this player do they want them in their organization so there's definitely a huge benefit for the the teams but for us in terms of the test results before we get draft capital what are you looking for here yeah that's a good question and it obviously depends on different positions and even within positions you're kind of looking for different things based on a player's kind of play style um you know with that you're kind of talking about like slot receiver versus somebody who's going to play out wide and so on right right exactly i mean if somebody is a a pure deep threat then you obviously want that long speed more than the agility versus someone who's catching passes closer to the line of scrimmage something like that so that factors into it i mean for the most part i think at at uh at a position like running back it does seem like a lot of the athletic testing does give us some signal that you can't get only from the production so the speed and agility metrics really do matter for wide receiver it looks like that's less important though obviously you still want guys who are fast like even though even though it doesn't necessarily show up in in all the kind of regressions or whatever you still don't want <laughs> you still don't want players who are slow so i think it is it is important but to your point i mean there are certain so like marvin harrison skipping the combine makes perfect sense for him because there's almost no where for him to go but Dan and I believe I believe yeah and that's kind of what I was saying about um with the top end prospects but I believe what he is doing like a lot of the players when you finish your college season they start doing tests specifically for the combine but what that really does is like changing their body to a certain point that then when the combine's over they have to change back to be ready to play so he has said it's basically he's getting ready for the NFL season rather than yeah. going through because uh, you'll see this as well there'll be certain running backs and you know you might want them to come in at a certain weight and they're basically bulking up as much as they can for the last two months to try and you know hit a weight that then when the season starts they're not going to be that weight yeah 
Yeah, for sure. So I think from that perspective, it makes a lot of sense to to not even get all caught up in the in the combine and the testing. I mean, a lot of stuff you read about Harrison, even so, is that he would test pretty well. I guess I read somewhere he had been timed or he hit a top speed of like over 23 miles per hour in practice on uh, GPS or something. So there's like every reason to think that he would actually test really well. But um, but uh yeah, doesn't make sense from his perspective to to go through all that. And I think you see that with a lot of guys. I'm hearing now Malik neighbors might not test either. So, yeah, it's a little bit disappointing when the top end guys don't uh, don't come out and run. But at the same time, I think the combine is a lot more important for the guys a little bit lower down the rankings who have a chance to kind of show that um, you know what they put on film what they put up in the box score does not uh encapsulate their entire uh skill set yeah so we'll see we're recording this on wednesday the the combine obviously coming up for the rest of the week so we'll hear a lot of reports out of that and there will be players who test amazingly well players who test as expected and then obviously ones that as we touched on there could put their draft stock in the opposite direction but we'll keep looking at all that the other part is you get a lot of you know information coming out from coaches and so on around the combine nothing really standing out huge to me this week uh, dan campbell you know talking about jameson williams and we might be in a situation where he can become a full-time receiver i don't want to get myself too excited but dan <laughs> campbell is usually pretty solid with what he says i don't think he tries to paint too many pictures but the one i enjoyed the most was raheem morris when they asked about the team you know if they needed an upgraded quarterback and what he said is if the team had a better quarterback that he wouldn't have this job basically so, <laughs> the, you know, so that's not a, a huge endorsement of the, the quarterback room there in, at, right. in atlanta so we'll see what they do but uh, it seems like they want to address the position uh, you know if we're trying to read between the lines of what raheem morris was saying there but let's yeah. get to the prospects and the players is there you know any you mentioned to me before we started recording there's likely an article coming out pretty soon that you're doing up on rotaviz.com looking at some of the things that you know you want at players you want to watch at the combine who are maybe some of the top guys that you're most fascinated by i guess we'll say and maybe even why depending on what you're looking for from them we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. 
Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sure, yeah. Um, bunch of names. Um, so you look at uh, Michigan's offense. Michigan obviously won the national title despite having what is, you know, a pretty anemic offense is certainly on the passing side only attempted i don't know a little over 300 attempts i think um you have roman wilson leading the team with 789 pass or receiving yards uh what's interesting about him is that he is one of the only players maybe the only the only relevant player to have a boom rate on his catches above 50 percent. he led the nation in that What's even more interesting, apparently he's tested or been timed running a 4-3-3-40 and a 6.2 three-cone, which is like absurd. Never even heard of a time that fast. So (laughs) that's probably not going to happen. It's hard to believe that that time could be real. Um, He also had a really good shuttle, 3.77 or something insane like that. Um, But so... Yeah, I doubt we'll see those kind of numbers at the Combine, but he's a player who, um, if he tests really well, you can kind of forgive his lack of counting stats in the box score in a way because he was playing on a team that didn't need to throw the ball a lot, uh, that didn't want to throw the ball a lot. And, um, you know, it kind of changes the way you view his profile. So he's one guy who... I'm looking at that's pretty interesting. Um, He's an interesting one when you mention like the numbers you have heard previously, and you mentioned that you don't feel that it's likely that those numbers are actually <laughs> going to be repeated here. So if he doesn't break all the combine records, he's somebody you know in terms of perception. How is that going to affect it? If he let's say comes in eighty percent of those outcomes, um, what what are you looking for from him? Because <laughs> Sure. If he doesn't hit it, some people will be, you know, disappointed. Even though you know we're kind of trying to temper expectations here. Yeah, right, for sure. I mean, I think anything below a four four forty would be would be uh, a pretty good sign from him. I think, you know, a sub six eight three cone is something that would be among the best that you've ever seen. You know, what did what did Jackson Smith and Jigba do last year? Something in that range would be would be like elite so i don't think you even need him to necessarily hit hit that number to make him become more interesting but if he can show kind of top uh you know top 90th percentile numbers in the agility scores in particular i think that's going to be uh a key that might move him up some draft boards and makes him a slightly more interesting prospect for sure. So yeah, not looking for him to break records necessarily, but, um, you know, given his production, if he doesn't, if he doesn't do like sub four, four and sub 6.9, three cone, I think you, you're probably a little disappointed. So we'll keep an eye out for those numbers and we'll try and get some new, testing equipment out there to, yeah, <laughs> to camp right. as well uh, but maybe who knows maybe he does come in and, and smash them here at the combine who's up next who's the next man you want to highlight yeah so the next guy another guy who's kind of buried because of his team context um keelan robinson 
on Texas, played behind Jonathan Brooks this year, played behind Bijan Robinson last year. He only had 12 carries in 2023, but uh, he averaged 11.2 yards per carry on those. Um, supposedly, he ran a 4.3440 at a Penn State camp uh, when he was in high school. So, um, you know, if that's at all a legit time, he's obviously looking to build on that. Um, he does have some special teams production, a 95-yard kickoff return, I believe, uh, this season, which is um, another signal that there's some, well, another signal of athleticism that is pretty nice to see on a on a running back's um, profile. So, yeah, he doesn't have the production at all. He caught 20 passes, I think, last year. So he does have some receiving ability, but um, yeah, you're hoping that playing behind Bijan Robinson and playing behind a uh, what could be maybe a, another really good running back prospect and Jonathan Brooks means he was just didn't get an opportunity to actually show what he could do on the field. But when he did touch the ball, he was at he was pretty explosive. So uh, he's another guy who I think the the combine could give us some real. Um, information that his stats don't show the whole picture yeah yeah and those those are the sort of players where i think the combine can be huge for it but it's a case of it either puts him higher up the radar or takes him completely off the radar but that is also what we're looking for here with some of these you know players who are i guess more on the fringes and and that can be because they're behind really really talented players but it may also just for whatever reason you know, injury lit it and so on. Yeah, that's true. For Robinson in particular, like you said, the combine really is decisive. Like if he performs well, that boosts it's his almost stock. make or break potentially for exactly. certain, a certain particularly as the running backs get drafted later and later, it can put you from you know third, fourth round pick to undrafted free agent. And then when you get to the NFL, that's a, a hugely different story, you know, in terms of what your opportunity will be. Right. Right. It's different. I mean, it's especially the case for a guy like Robinson who's playing on a, you know, a an FBS team, Texas, that's uh, you should have an opportunity to show what you can do if you're good enough. He actually was at Alabama before that transferred to Texas. So he's been in the spotlight and not been able to get on the field, really. So, uh, yeah, it's different than if you had an FCS player who who needed the combine to even get kind of on the radar robinson has been on the radar hasn't had the opportunity necessarily to uh to play perhaps because of competition perhaps for some other reasons but if the combine goes his way then that definitely uh would be a big boost to his stock and if it doesn't then that's probably a disaster for him Uh, the other thing that we did mention that I wanted to go back to, you mentioned Marvin Harrison skipping the combine. Is there anybody, maybe you have somebody, you know, that's closer above him in this? Is there any wide receiver you could see going above him in this draft? Or do you think he's by far the wide receiver one here? I think he's pretty clearly the wide receiver one. I do think you could have neighbors pretty close. Uh, he also, it sounds like, might not test the other guy, I guess, who's in the mix would be Roma Dunza from Washington. He's another interesting guy because he's also uh, supposedly run a sub 4440 in some 
I think last off season he tested at like a 4.35 or something. So he's someone who it sounds like has some speed. He's got the production uh, at Washington, obviously a good team this year. Um, the main knock against him, of course, is his age and the fact that he stayed in school so long. So, um, yeah, the combine probably could help him a lot. I don't know if it would move him above, above Harrison, unless he maybe breaks 4.3 on in the 40, but it does sound like he's got a chance to do well at the combine. And that could be, that could be pretty big. Again, going to be interesting. I'm, I am excited. I mentioned at the start, like, were you excited? It's one of those things. Like, once it, once it kicks off, I'll be, I'll be watching it all to see what the the results are coming in. Moving on. Any, I'm kind of leaving all the floor open to you here. Any other <laughs> players of, I guess, deeper? The, some of these guys are are quite, you know, deeper down in terms of prospects. But is there anyone that like? you feel like that might not even be on anybody's radar that you're you know you you're hoping that performs well but you're hoping that then when you get to your rookie drafts and a couple of months time that they're <laughs> still going in the third round yeah 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 um i mean there are a couple guys who i think are interesting who i wrote about in the rookie guide uh jaden sheridan is a running back from monmouth who um i don't have you know there's not much indication about what his tested speed might be, but he looks fast on when you watch him. He's uh, He's got several, I want to say, uh, maybe two punt return touchdowns on his, in his career. And he's broken a lot of, a lot of touchdowns from over 50 yards. Uh, so he's got that explosiveness. Um, he's an interesting FCS guy. Um, the one person who I do think could perform pretty well at the combine uh who i haven't talked about before a guy named ryan flournoy from southeast missouri state i think or is it southeast mississippi missouri uh it's one of those two but in any case he's uh you know uh at least a four-year player but he's got good size uh i want to say six two or six three i can't remember his weight off the top of my head but um he's another guy who's who many are expecting to run a sub 4440 and possibly jump, you know, 40 plus inches in the vertical leap. Uh, and he was insanely productive, obviously, at a pretty small school, but, uh, you know, almost a 50% dominator rating in his final season, um, I believe. So he is someone who kind of a very deep sleeper who you don't necessarily at this point it doesn't even look like he's going to be drafted like he'll probably be he'll probably end up being undrafted but uh if he has a really good combine uh then he's uh, a pretty interesting player to keep an eye on and i don't know if this is something that you want to do it's always tricky to be put in this spot is there any players that looking at you know where you see them being talked about in this draft versus what you think their actual talent is after going through the rookie gate is there any players that you're kind of thinking this is a player i'm going to have very little to none of come rookie draft season uh that's interesting i mean i mentioned odunza already he's probably someone i'll be a little bit lower than consensus on in part because of the age thing 
Um, another guy, you know, we mentioned Michigan already. Blake Corum is someone who's getting some buzz who doesn't appear to have maybe quite the quite the profile I'm looking for in a running back. Doesn't appear to be as explosive as some of the guys going later than him. He's also been in school a while. Uh, so these are guys who are, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm definitely taking them off my list or anything. Um, I don't think at this point it's smart to really remove anyone until you, until you have a clearer picture of, of uh, their situation. But those are guys that at this point I expect I'll probably be underweight on. Yeah. There's a long way to go, obviously with the testing process, but then you get where they go in the draft you know what their situation is where they're then going and, and rookie drafts when you're at that point so I, I am putting a lot on you with that that question but <laughs> you really it's a case of then where the adp sets like you know if, if somebody yeah. is projected to be in the first round but they're you know going in the third round of those rookie drafts it's a much different conversation something though that i like to do from time to time when we are talking on something and you know, we're talking about the age profiles of these players and you mentioned a couple of times you know players being too old and you know, we always have new listeners coming in every season and you know, from time to time for the draft. And we tend to sometimes just talk about that. And then I'll get an email to say, you know, you kept saying this, what does that mean? So for listeners, what is kind of the, when you're looking at the pros and cons of a certain age profile, what are you meaning there? Yeah. Um, I've got a bunch of articles on, on Rotoviz kind of discussing all these, all these topics, but basically, um, uh, what we found in a lot of our research is that players who uh, come out of college at a younger age, so 21 or 22 usually is what what you would be looking for, um, they have earlier success. They tend to have more successful NFL careers overall. They tend to be better for longer. There's a lot of a lot of indications that uh, the age you play or the age at which you kind of declare for the draft makes a difference. And it makes sense in a way, if you're a dominant college player, good enough to get drafted playing against other players who are older than you, that's a significant signal. Um, And then the other thing is at least with wide receivers and probably to some extent with other positions, but especially a wide receiver, we've, we've noticed that declaring early for the draft is a, a big positive signal um so that you know normally you're looking for a guy who is declaring after only three years out of high school um some people are you know redshirt junior is better than being a a, like a redshirt senior but still you'd prefer to see that guy who played three years in college and then went straight to the nfl i mean obviously if you're going to be declaring at 21 you're probably only playing three years there are very few (laughs) four-year 21 year olds but uh yeah so there's definitely some some uh correlation between those two but yeah that's that's kind of what i'm looking for when i'm thinking about a player's age i want those guys that that broke out early so the wide receiver breakout age is a metric you can find in the prospect uh, box score scout that I like to look at. The final age is also important, and you know the number of years they spent in college. And uh, you can find more explanations on all those and some of my articles. Hopefully, I'll have some updates on those this off season. So, 
and that, that's obviously the the wrong read that Blair's talking about something that me and Sean talk a lot about that people should be immediately checking out if they have a subscription to the site it's you know worth the the price of access alone so I definitely would be checking those out and like always the thing I always think when you know we're talking about these is then when you expand and people will say like well this player was older when he came out but like there's always exceptions to every rule but the thing is like you know give me five of those guys that that's happened to in the last you know five years it's always the exception it's the same with people who test poorly at the you know we're talking about the combat people who test poorly are people who have per production there's certain things that there's always going to be uh exceptions to the rules so yeah always check out blair's work up on up on the site <laughs> Yeah, definitely. We're talking about long-term trends with a lot of data. Obviously, there are exceptions to everything, and uh, sometimes you can you can kind of tease out why the exceptions might have might not have followed the rule. But you know, as with all this stuff, it's kind of we're talking about probabilities, not not certainties. So, and that, that so, I think yeah. is a good segue to mention the rookie guide. I meant to mention at the start of the show, we've got to the end of the show. Uh, the rookie guide is available now. When I mentioned it previously, it was available for pre-order, but it is available at this point. There's 98 player profiles, rankings and tiers, mock drafts. There's the sleepers in there. Blair kind of was touching on a few here today, but there is more in there. Volume one is now available. Volume two will come out after the combine. Volume three after the NFL draft. And it's 1999 to get them all. So I will have the link in today's show notes. You can head on over and grab yourself a copy. Lots of positive feedback coming in so far for it. As always, I appreciate everyone that listens into the podcast. I know this one, as I mentioned, is a little bit later this week than normal, but we will have a second show coming your way with myself and Blair as well. Hopefully, Sean will be back in action then for next week to talk some post-combine thoughts. That is going to do it for this edition of Road of His Overtime. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Over to Marland. You can find all of Blair's work up on rotaviz.com. Particularly, you need to look at the wrong read. You don't want to be skipping any single ones of those. They are things that I would recommend to go back to the start, check them all out, and go through them all to get that information. But you can also follow me on Twitter at Am I the Real Blair. But until I am back, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.